Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. what the actual fuckers it's pav here now i just want to tell you before the podcast starts about a brand new book it's called the journey inside the bizarre mind of michael christian slegs now tara his sister has compiled a selection of michael's photoshop artwork the 196 page book features over 180 images made by the man the legend our very own slugs and they're donating two pounds from the sale of each book to Michael's charity, the Great Ormond Street Hospital. Now, if you go to getitprinted.com forward slash slugs, that's getitprinted.com forward slash slugs to get your copy. That's getitprinted.com forward slash slugs. Go get it now. Hello, this is Curtin, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck? Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTF, a This Country podcast. Now, first, he's the man who's just got back after hearing that a bus full of Donny Osmond fans had broken down and were giving out blowers. <laughs> Unfortunately, they had all left by the time he got there, so the bus driver helped him out instead. It's Neil. <laughs> <laughs> totally true, but it wasn't Donny Osmond. Oh, what was it? David Soul. Oh, <laughs> you, you like a bit of David Soul. Oh, everyone loves our souls. Oh, <laughs> now then. Uh... Two years ago, almost to the day that we're recording this, we had two very special people in the shed. And uh, I feel like it's going to be for the last time. I feel like this is like closing a chapter. Ladies and gentlemen, Daisy and Charlie are with us again. (laughs) And I am so, so happy. We, they are here. I'm nervous. It's not, not yet nervous, but it's that fear. I said this on the last episode that it's a feeling that we've like got you for an hour or so just to ourselves <laughs> there's no other fuckers around <laughs> it's just us and we can just chat because so much has happened since the last time that we spoke God, yeah. for us oh. following your career it seems crazy it's it's you it's happening to so we'll start right from when we last spoke to you it was just as series two was coming out so uh, 
the BAFTAs, the oh How Series 2 yes. was, was, was um, shown for everybody. The baby. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. So take us right back to, like, like if you can, two years ago, oh. where you were when the Series 2 came out. Because I know that you were nervous about Series 2 coming out. Yeah, we were really... We were... It, I mean... Still felt like it was really quite unknown back then. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it sort of felt like it started gathering sort of most momentum after the special, I think. And then that gap between the special and sort of this third series has, has been quite long, so people have sort of tuned into it since. But yeah, it still felt like, I don't know, it's, it does feel so long ago, doesn't it? It's still, yeah, it felt like it was undiscovered. And I, uh, even after series two, and I know that we had like quite a strong cult following, but it didn't, I feel like after this series, I mean, just even before the series has come out, it's mm. just, there seems like it's gone up a level, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, well, because then BAFTAs was that year? That was, they? yeah, BAFTAs was that year. And because it was for the first series, we didn't, didn't even consider that we'd win. Mm. And, um, and then we ended up getting two, which is absolutely bonkers. But, um, but do you yeah. feel like that's when... Because obviously, like Daisy with the Swinton Town dress, was uh, you know all of a sudden it was wasn't just the fans that knew about this country, that sort of brought you onto a, a, a bigger stage just with the fact of like wearing that dress. Well, you oh, went viral, sh- completely didn't you? showing off though, trying to get. But, <laughs> no, but it was. St- I mean, it was. People that know you yeah, thought, oh, yeah. that's just like Daisy. Yeah. That's <laughs> just the sort of thing that Daisy would do. Whereas oh a lot of fashion magazines were going, oh my god, this is the this is the girl that's won, you know, Twitter, yeah. and especially for the second time. Oh no, that was that was incredible. I mean, it did feel incredible getting all to, well to be worse dressed in the Daily Mail was fantastic. <laughs> well, you always said you'd do it, didn't you? Years and years ago. But the whole, I mean, the whole experience of the BAFTAs, I mean, it's something that Charlie and I dreamed about for so many years. And then you find yourself there and it's really strange. It's really flat in the room, which is weird. You Mm. don't expect it to be. I suppose they add all like the Mm. clapping and the noise and the, like the music and stuff afterwards. And it just felt completely surreal. And you're like, you're looking at a row in front of you and it's Sean Bean and his wife and there was... Seen Bean. <laughs> Seen Bean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, Mum went up and hugged him. We made the mistake oh, of bringing bless. Mum. And she oh, just went nuts. She got up a bit of sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... um? So are you in there the whole time when it's the BAFTAs? You're in room? there the whole time, yeah, which is really difficult because then you've got cameras like either side like uh on like different rows and that was the first time i thought it was strange that a camera came right up to me as they were announcing it and i thought oh my god this couldn't be especially as you start thinking about where you're you've been positioned yeah, in the back. Seats, like, if we get aisle seats and you think yeah i think i might be in with quite a good mm. shot with this yeah someone told us it you know you, if you got a feel um, you're in in the mix, if your table is at the front or your seat's at the front, I remember the early award shows we went to, we were right, right at the back. <laughs> in, <laughs> the in the room. Yeah. Disaster. But yeah, no, it was absolutely the most incredible night. It really was. So did you have, because you thought you weren't going to win, did you actually have any kind of thing prepared? Something no. to, to, to say, no. either of you, when you when you went up there? We, I think we spoke with Tom Simon Quickly. Really quickly, but it just seemed so. <laughs> but when like... we got on, we all sort of froze. 
on on stage and our names <laughs> got read out and I can't even I sort of went into Paul McCartney mode. I can't, I of, can't actually remember. I haven't. I can't even remember it. Can you? No, I, no. It's like when you sort of black out and you're. It's like an out of body experience, really. But. And because as soon as you get your bavdi, you're sort of like taken straight off backstage, and then you've got to have like twenty interviews with different press, and so you just still you don't get a chance to kind of. By the time I got to the bar in the evening. They were stopping serving all the drinks. Oh, were they? Just oh, like, really? Fuck's sake. So, hobnobbing with stars, if you like, does does that make you feel like, oh, I, I'm sort of happy with this? Or does it still, even now, does it still feel just like you're not in the right place? Oh, it was weird. We always find these things quite difficult anyway, because it, it there's... I I don't know. I think it's like I I get terrible social anxiety. So it really being in a room full of people, I find mm. really stressful, and so does he. Yeah, I will. I mean, I, I, we were properly starstruck when we saw Tony from Hollyoaks. Oh, <laughs> <God>. were you <laughs> really? <laughs> Tony from Hollyoaks. We completely we mobbed him, didn't we? Yeah. Because and and he was like he was pretty pissed. <laughs> and, um, and we were sort of trying to get we we got some photos and then we sort of turned our back for a second and I turned back around and he was he ran off <laughs> away from us because we completely went oh, oh my god he, he hadn't seen the show so he didn't know what we were talking about um, right but yeah he was really nice no it was weird you're seeing sort of celebrities you've grown up watching on TV so it's so bizarre and then it's you know you've got people come out to you um Saying they like to show you people, like, you know, like Dep, Dep yeah, and that is mental. Damn O'Leary and John Bishop came out. <laughs> yeah, did he? Oh yeah, he did. I forgot about that. Um, people just enough in lads. Oh, they're, they're, they're amazing. Davis. Oh, it was, ama- it was amazing, but still, you so you don't have the time to like really soak it in. It's just bizarre. So mm. when when do, are you sort of like led in bed thinking? Christ, that, that happened. Like, with the two or three... Oh, is there a time when it does sink in? Well, only... I mean, what was depressing is Charlie had booked us a travel lodge because I think that's all we could afford at the time. <laughs> and so you're waking up with, like, two BAFTAs in a fucking travel lodge. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened here? Yeah. No, so I, was, I was in London the next day and I didn't want to carry my bag around because they're so heavy, the BAFTAs. Mm. So I put my bag into, like, a baggage drop. And the guy picking it up was like, bloody hell, mate, you got gold in it. You're not wrong. <laughs> Bronze, actually. So where, have you, where are the BAFTAs now? Um, you've got them on a shelf, haven't you? I've going up your stairs. Yeah. I've you got mine in my living room so uh, everyone good. can see as they come in. And the so they man, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So they Please should. hold that when you stand in my front room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so Series 2, was it always a plan to have... Um, a cliffhanger at the end. God, uh, I know. I again, you're going back. Uh, no, long, I tell long you time. what. We actually filmed um, a scene that concluded it all. Oh right. And it right, wasn't yeah. until we were, were in the edit, was it, that we thought, actually, fuck it, let's just leave it That's on a cliffhanger right. because yeah. I think you can't just quickly tie up. It's such a big story that you can't tie it up so quickly within like a two minute scene. Yeah, we filmed the the original scene we filmed um, was a scene at the Bowls Club, isn't it? Yes. Kurt and Kerry and the vicar. The vicar and Kurt are playing Bowls. I think there's various talking heads just about, yeah, just, uh, yeah, Kurt and actually we used the same talking head that we used at the start of the special. 
where Curtin's talking about what happened in court, you know, about how he was, you know, doing that at me. Yeah. He was doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and then it was, yeah, strange how it just didn't feel right. It felt you had to have more breath there. Mm. Yeah. And then the special was perfect for tying up with loose ends. I suppose. So, how quickly did you know about? How quickly from the end of series two did you know about doing the special? Then, so how long did you get to write it? The the reason for the special was because I just had the baby. So I said, "Baby, my daughter Pip." Yeah. <laughs> the name. Just the baby. <laughs> the baby. Um, so I was just like, I I need a break. I need to be a mum. And they and so we can't do another series because yeah. I think that would kill mm. me. Because it would have been yeah, three three years, three series draft. So yeah, so yeah, so we thought about doing yeah like a forty minute special just to keep the ball rolling really, yeah. and then do yeah series after. But, but then that for fans that was a perfect. I mean, again, we were in the middle of it all, so mm. the speculation of you know when everybody that we asked that we had as a guess, what do you think is going to happen in the special, and all of a sudden you know. It, it, is is Kerry gonna dob her dad in, or is is he gonna get away with it? Is he is he a shit house? Is he gonna do the right thing? And that's one thing that builds up the the fan community is that you've got all these things. They come up with ideas, and then it makes the special even more special when you do get to see it. Oh, so, did you feel that expectation from fans? Yeah, a little bit. I think because it's being a special, it has to stand alone mm. in a one off sort of thing. So it had to really sort of dip along and that came really late writing i think we had various ideas that we sort of threw out quite late i think there was one idea about them going camping was it the vicar takes them camping oh, out the village yes. we wrote a whole episode and it's <laughs> about lennon lennon arthur um len saying vicar i want to tell arthur something <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a, and then there was a bit about lennon arthur sort of getting along because they were each other's wingman and they're trying to pull old birds (laughs) (laughs) but them kind of falling out over the same old bird who was june actually i think yeah it was yeah um, yeah it just came and and what was it arthur accusing leonard cop blocking him and things like that but but it just yes but yes we were thinking about taking that the vicar would take them out of well carry out of the village just to sort of clear her head you know while everything's going on and and we wrote it, and it doesn't work if you take them out of village. It no. just doesn't work. No. And and we tried everything, and we even thought, oh, maybe if we do like it, where they're all just in a minibus going somewhere, and it just, I don't know, it just didn't work. Because mm. the amount of times we've said to people, you know, where would you like to see Kerry and Curtin go? And they say, oh, we want to see them visit a city or, or go abroad or you know western supermare yeah. is one but it's interesting you saying that i mean i've always had the vision that it doesn't matter what whether it's 10 15 20 years down the line they are just doing the same thing yeah, yeah. they're just mm. those kind of people that just stay in the village do mm. the same thing and we've always said that 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 line in the last series of episodes of the first the last episode of series one when Curtin, Kerry says to Curtin, what do you want to leave for? You've got everything here. Yeah, it's like yeah. she's living her best life. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, and, and exactly. you know, it's like, why, do you, why do you want to leave? We've got everything <laughs> you need. We don't need anything else. So when it came to the aftermath, um, obviously, how did your dad feel about the fact that he um, didn't really have much to do? He was living. Oh, my God. <laughs> he said, you better bring me back in the first series. <laughs> he was livid. Well, again, there was. I mean, we threw out the idea of 
possibly Kerry going visiting him in prison. Uh, right, okay. And you find out Martin's got really into sort of like crafting, like prison crafts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sort of like a changed man, or at least you think he is. But um, again, either, it was either that or homosexuality got really into. It suddenly completely changed. Was like really yeah. into living his life as a gay man now. But but again, that didn't quite didn't quite work. work. And then it was we, and I think it changed when we had the idea about the Martin's old biker gang, um, Satan's fingers, and then it suddenly from that everything sort of slotted into place and this was like three weeks before we were meant to be filming wasn't oh it was so, God, so so close close really where but, did um, satan's fingers come from the name satan's finger that is a name that's been i swear we've it's no. been written down for years about an old thing i d- i thought it was it's kind of i think the reason we because we did want to originally call the band fecal matter but <laughs> <laughs> just been too much but there's something really funny about satan's finger because mm. it's not like satan's horns or satan's fist it's mm. like satan's <laughs> finger it's so pathetic <laughs> the fingers <laughs> and it's so it's sort of you know ba- that, that monologue by um trev is sort of so similar to what, how dad used to talk to us about his old his old band where like four and... of the members of the band died it's like when he talks about it, it's like spinal tap like yeah. one died in a gardening accident like yeah. one it's always it's funny so the um the jacket that that kerry wears first of all where is that now have you have you got that jacket no i don't know i think i, I don't know that costume would be have that in they? some container in west london probably yeah. oh, that's <laughs> a piece of this country yeah. memorabilia oh, that people would there's so much we des- we were desperate to keep hold of the tape of um the good guys by the nice guys right. that was the cassette, an actual, tape. The yeah, cassette tape but that was put on the rap party that was put into a prize game and the location manager's wife ended up winning it. Who oh, had right. nothing to do. We were devastated. Uh, we were like, We've, that means the world to us. She yeah. would have just binned it afterwards. And what about the logo? Uh, who did that and where did that come from? That was a guy. Art yeah, in that it? art department. Yeah, brilliant. Such a good... I can't remember. But yeah, so good. Is it the same guy that did the court sketch? I... Oh, that was Tim. No, I, don't, I think they were... Yes, I think it? it was the same. God, the court sketch. Was so, and that was oh his God. first stab at it, I think. It's so funny, wasn't isn't it? it? Because so it, it, the way it's painted is it looks like Dad's a kind of innocent man. <laughs> 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 like, really? Yes, we are. But it's, that's the thing. You, you sort of, we write in the script as clear as we can about how we want it to be, but it's still it's so mm-hmm. so hard to get it right. But he just he nailed just it. Absolutely so nailed did, did, were there two or three different ones, or you looked at that one and said, that's, "No, that's that that's what we want." That was the only one we saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So see, that's that's another one. The original of that. It's, do you know where that is? Well, Nibsy's got one, hasn't he? Hasn't it? Yeah, isn't that the original? Is that the I original? Mean, that is, is the original. It? Framed Nibsy. in his games room. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I mean, that's another one. That's another thing that will be in the This Country yeah. Museum when the, when it's all said and done. This is just an iconic picture, isn't it? So, from the um, special then, the book, mm. let's go into the book. How... Did you know about the book when you were doing the special? No. No. No, that came after. Last year, wasn't it? Like, we started that last beginning of last January we sort of knew we were going to do it in that autumn didn't we um but yeah that was just sort of came about I think we got approached and it was just an opportunity to 
we've got so such a backlog of material because obviously the show's existed for years and years mm. even before the first series mm. so there's so much good stuff that we had that's you know that we always wanted to include somewhere it would never quite fit into the show for whatever reason because it's too long or um but the book was a perfect format for that vehicle so it's just a case of going for old scripts and old documents and just piecing together like a scrapbook i suppose did you have to write in a different way for that than you do when you're doing the TV show? Or Not really. Was it still you writing everything down and Daisy yeah. just deciding what she's having <laughs> no, for dinner? It, it really was. I mean, there was a bit where it was like coughing up nails because oh, we, we had to get like 30,000 words. Was it was 30,000, but we loved doing we it. We did it was love probably doing it. Like, it was just... It so was so t- therapeutic. We had total free reign. You can do whatever you want, what, you know, and you not worry about having to fit it around a story or yeah, stuff like that so it was, it was just amazing. like just yeah. crying with laughter weren't we? yeah. <laughs> so were you able to design the book as well with them yeah. so you wrote it and designed the look of it yeah we sort of yes yeah we were yeah, they would send they would send uh, pictures of what they were going to do and and then we'd discuss it with their designer and things like that. Um, but I, it, they were so amazing. They were amazing, weren't they? And so supportive. Yeah. And we're doing a couple of book signings, aren't we? A few more, yeah. Go, yeah so going up north. Going up north. Oh, so that... listeners in Liverpool, Manchester and Bristol. But that's not north. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's across. <laughs> we shall, we shall <laughs> be coming to your hometown. And do you know when that is? Or That is the... Weekend of twenty second of Feb, I think. I think the dates will be confirmed, but yeah, late next month. Well, we'll put them up on the website. <laughs> and how were the book there. signings, especially the Siren Sister one? The queue was amazing. Oh wasn't my it? god, oh, it was insane! It was absolutely incredible. And then we did one at Waterstones of Piccadilly, and we sold out of books. It was just amazing. And it, yeah, it's just meeting you know fans of the show. It's just like, and it's such a. Um, varied mixture of people. You got mm. sort of quite older, posher people. You got really young people. You, it's just, yeah, it was so interesting, but yeah, really fun. What was the oddest thing you were asked to sign? As in on the book, not a plum. <laughs> Somebody bought in a plum. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard to sign. Weird. And I'm I'm going to probably go backwards and forwards in That's the timeline fine. and stuff. But um, we were talking to. Uh, uh, Bean Baxter, who, who used to be a DJ for 30 years in LA and uh, a couple of episodes ago, and he watches the show and he loves the show. Does that oh. surprise you in the fact of how wide the show has got in regards to... I mean, we never thought that somebody in America would get that yeah. kind of humour, but he absolutely loves it. Does oh. that sort of thing surprise so you? Lovely. Yeah, always, yeah. I had people message me from China. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. No, it's... I, yeah, you, you don't quite know what's going to, you know, um, sort of hit home with people. It's really strange, but amazing. No, it, absolutely incredible. I mean, what was... There was, like... It's uh, quite successful. I When I was doing Avenue 5, there was an actor from Sweden who was... Um, who I worked with, and he said how popular the show is out there, which is, that is like, on their kind of equivalent of like itv and it they've got subtitles on it and you think how can that be funny like with the with the mum shouting down and you don't you can't <laughs> mm. reading it is subtitles but yeah. it, it still works yeah yeah it's everybody well, we've always said everybody knows somebody 
like Big Mandy. It doesn't matter where you live, whether you're posh, whether you're not. Everybody knows somebody caught mm. that's like that's like Big Mandy. Well, talking of the American thing, then are we are we able to talk about the American remake of it quickly? Yeah, it's um, yeah. So pilot script's being written as we speak, but it's yeah. So after that's done, okay, we should we go back because we had. Um, so our agents got in touch because there was a talk about doing an American remake and then it gets, I think, offered to lots of different people. But um, Paul Feig was just such a fan of the show and he works very closely with the woman that wrote The Greatest Showman and Sex and the City. Jenny Bix. Jenny Bix. And um, they came down to the King's Head, which was... In Siren Sister, oh, which really? was insane. We had this, like, and you're just sat there thinking, oh, my God, this is Paul Feig in the king's head. <laughs> you know, director of Ghostbusters, Bridesmaids. Like, it was just it was just completely mental. And we just talked about small-town life, and, and she had grown up in Maine and how it was so similar to this country mm. and how their big celebrity was, like, Stephen King. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Lawrence Lennon Bowen equivalent. Yeah. yeah. No, it was written. What was the thing about the airport about how? Oh, they've they've got like an airport, and it was like, wasn't it just like only one plane land? No, they've only got one runway. It's where like celebrities come in if they go into some other. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that was Was, was he wearing on. a suit? He was wearing. He was absolutely pristine. Yeah. And we talked about ghosts, which obviously Chaz and I absolutely love. It was it was very surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. But how surreal does it feel that they're remaking it in America, though? To you, that it's gone well, to that level. Yeah, until it sort of goes ahead, it's sort of yeah. But we've read some the scripts, and they're really funny. And right. that was the like obviously our concern was you know we hope that it's as. And, it, and she's such an incredible writer. And we feel like, yeah, we can hand our baby mm. over and so you, it's so in you, good hands. Do you have any input in regards to it sort of production-wise? Or are you sort of... It's just sort of like a franchise kind of thing that you're just moving on to somebody else? Well, the, I mean, we can be as involved as we want to be, I suppose. I think that was the... Yeah, I was, But we're just, so... We trust them so much that... Definitely. But, and it's... Um, I mean, it's always... There's so many uh, British, uh, American versions of British shows that don't go anywhere. So, yes, it's fingers crossed. Really. Yeah. I mean, we hope it goes because it gives us more episodes of the podcast. <laughs> <that> we <laughs> yeah. And we might get to talk to Paul Feig, you oh, know? You yeah. never know. Never I know. mean, his, his lovely wife has uh, retweeted a couple of our tweets. So, uh, you know, you never know. Oh, my God, oh my amazing. You never know. I can remember the last time I listened to the episode of us last time and we were... We were uh, hoping and praying that we might be able to get Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen on the podcast, oh. and we did. <gasps> we got Jackie and Lawrence in, oh, oh, and that goodness. was fun. It was oh, fun, wasn't my it? God, that was fun. He was, and talk about dressed impeccably. Yeah. It was oh, the height boys. of summer, mm-hmm. and there he is in a three-piece suit, hair perfectly coiffed. <laughs> did he have his glasses on? He had his Sunday. glasses on. And one of the, yeah, the best-smelling yeah. men I've oh. ever met. <laughs> I mean, doesn't he smell good all the time? Always. All Always. the time. Oh, maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's maybe. maybe. <laughs> or he's got his own personal Febreze. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, right, I don't want to go back to series two. I'm sorry about going it's backwards and forwards. The scene where Kerry and Martin are in the um, the van. Yes. Now, obviously you've got no cameras around you, have you? So how hard is it to... Because it must just feel like you're talking to your dad. Yeah. How but... hard is it 
to... Well, he is my dad. And yeah. <laughs> I tell you why it was fucking hard, because he didn't know his fucking lines. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to have balance. So I, don't, I don't know if you can catch it, but I had to have a script like that. So the way I'm sat in the car, yeah. I'm sort of looking down and trying to show him his own script. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't know his lines. Oh, so I, you know, I mean, God, you, then you've got to try and be emotional in the scene, and you can't because you're just trying to. It was basically like he is Martin Mucklow and really <laughs> making me do that. But yeah, no, it's hilarious. So, oh. so how hard? It, how hard is it to write stuff? That I mean, it's it's the stuff that Martin Mucklow does and the way he acts. He is a shit house. <laughs> and but how hard is it to write stuff like that for your dad? Yeah. Oh, easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. It's so writing for him is actually so funny, isn't it? Oh the my more god! Sort of awful he is, funny. We uh, there's something coming up in this third series, which is the most awful that he's ever been really? towards Carrie. But it is, I think, one of our favourite the pieces of acting that Dad has ever done. It is so funny. I cannot mm. wait for you to see. It. I think it's episode three. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's brilliant. Give you something to look forward to now. Absolutely. But I think it will be Absolutely. one of those ones that people quote a lot. Really? Because it is oh, that really? awful. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? It's another t shirt, is it? Is it's it another, another t shirt. Yeah. It's another t shirt. <laughs> Have you written anything so awful that you thought, no, no, better not not go that far? Or that's maybe been vetoed by Simon or, oh. or Tom, maybe? Do you know, it was really funny. We uh, When we have. When episodes go out and it goes to, uh, what's the person called? The censor. Mm. And you have this like <laughs> list of things where they're like, oh, I think this might be a bit disrespectful, you talking about. I mean, I'm just trying to think of a funny example that we've used. But it's so funny, somebody... Trying to explain, yeah. And I think Simon has to go back and try and explain why it's not so offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from the point of view of... Fight your corner kind of thing. Then. Well, so you... the fact that the character is a character saying it rather than you know. I think parsnip pubes. <laughs> no, that's all right. No, that's all right. I don't think there's too much. We won't say too much, but we know what but, you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's just dropping a little thing yeah, in there. Sorry, oh, that's okay. God. It was like the, I I felt so sorry for you at the um at the preview because you mentioned something in the preview and Charlie. Tom and Simon all went, fuck's sake, no, oh don't say God. that. And you literally sort of dropped the mic and went, that's it, I ain't doing no fucking yeah. more. I'm keeping my mouth shut. It must be really hard, though, for Big both mouth. of you, though. Seriously, not to say something accidentally. Oh, it's got to oh, be really God. hard. I'm just yeah, terrible. I'd be I'm on terrible. your side. I'd yeah. be like, oh, shit. <laughs> would, you, would you wish that they dropped all the episodes at once? Or, or are you happy that they're doing, oh, like, one a week? We wanted one a week, yeah. Because I noticed yeah. that Simon, oh, Simon yeah. did a Twitter poll, yeah. didn't he, where he asked and everybody what they thought. What did everybody want, Boxer? Boxer, yeah. yeah. of course they do, because they want it all, but yeah. every, people should wait, because that's Greedy. fun, you know. And it's, it's like the old times, having to wait every week to yeah. watch it. Yeah, everyone sits down. And they sit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you together. get those water cooler moments at work mm, where you, you can do. chat and say, oh, my exactly. God, did you watch But then it's it? easier for you, because... All the spoilers are then all out. You can talk as yeah, much as you really. like. You ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to get bullets. So, what you were saying about the censor when you write the script, they, do they tell you before you write there's words, we don't really want you to use that swear word, or do they say, no, go for it, um, fill your boots? 
No, it usually comes after the edit, which right. is like, really bad. But we're so lucky that we've got Simon. We had a lot of problems with the book, actually. We're not a lot of oh, problems. What was, we oh, we went into lots of detail about Fred West in <laughs> <laughs> Fred West's friendship with Sue, Sue. Mucklow and, and and Martin, and how they would go on sort of holidays <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> Martin and Fred would always fall out because they were the, both <laughs> former. Foremans on their own slides and they're trying to put the tent up. So they, they can't take instruction from the other. It just went on and on because we got so excited about writing it. We literally kind of wrote like a memoir about their time, their fantastic summers with Fred and Rose and how brilliant hosts they were. And But yeah, yeah that, got, but that got cut. The publishers came back and said, yeah, we're <laughs> publishing a book by Fred West's son at the moment. So it's probably best if you do <laughs> <laughs> Not that you know. Yeah. Just disclaimers. Fred West obviously is a bad man, but yeah, he's probably one of the only f- famous people from around here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? He gave us a lot of infamy around here, didn't he? Didn't they dig up round the corner from where we are here to look for bodies? I don't know. He worked Apparently, in Siren, yeah. He? yeah. Do you remember when it broke out? Mm. Like how shocking that was. Mm. What school did you go to, sorry? I went to Powell's and then Deer Park. Well, I was Deer Park. Apparently, he was the ice cream man at Deer Park. (gasps) Fred West. Seriously. Is that not like one of the urban legends? No, apparently it's been confirmed now. He was an ice cream man, and he was one of the ice cream men that parked at the end. Really? Oh there you go. Oh, my God. Do you remember the ice cream man at the end? Yes, yeah. oh, my God. And you used to get Larry's. Lanky Larry's, and that's you could it. get those uh, gobstopper things. Screwballs. Screwballs. Screwballs, that's it. Yeah, oh, there you go. I only found that out this week. <laughs> there you go. Because the other urban legend about Fred and Rose is that they were in the uh, audience of 321, weren't they? <laughs> really? Apparently. Apparently, oh you, there's an episode. God. There's an episode. This is all material we could have used. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's oh why he changed it. Series four. Series four. <laughs> that is amazing. Ted, yeah. Ted Rogers to blame, was uh, it? Apparently so. He's there with a, you know, he's looking all dolled up, ready, <laughs> ready to go. Maybe he wanted to get on there and win the dusty bin because he could use it oh to just put a few God. more body parts in. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't like I say I don't know whether that's urban legend or whether that is actually true. I've never actually seen the footage. But, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lovely little day out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Go off on the bus. National Express. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, obviously, you said that uh, lovely little Pip was born, and how did you find motherhood and all the fame and that to, uh, to cope with all that? It was I. I it was a, it was hard. I think at the beginning because this kind of instinctive thing kicks in as a mum. You feel like a kind of tigress and when you're out with her, and it's, it's wonderful because people want to stop you and say how brilliant the show is, but there's been times when, like, Pippa's been crying yeah. or she's been, like, having it in the middle of a tantrum. or And it's obviously, it's... it's that, so that makes it difficult. But, um, no, she's just... She is absolutely the best thing that has ever happened to me. Kids are just great, aren't they? they you are, need to get on and have one. <laughs> you need to go and get one. Yeah. Well, again, this is weird. How, how, again, listening to the episode that we did two years ago, uh, that preview show, and if you can remember, you were touting uh, uh, trying to get a girlfriend for Charlie. Oh, my Now goodness. you're touting to get him to get, get him, kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh no marriage involved. No <laughs> <laughs> so next time we meet in like three years' time, well, God knows what you're going to be oh, trying to get Christ. him to do. I mean, it'll be a Martin Muckley <laughs> going prowling around. <laughs> so I have to ask then about the fame as well. Where's the weirdest place you've been stopped, either of you, or spoken to? Uh, I was on a cruise. I was stopped. That that was strange. But I, I, in Corfu, which was really weird, where yeah, you were stopped France, somewhere. In like a underground sort of bar. Yeah, weird. You think you're sort of anonymous, but yeah, you get tapped on the shoulder. Oi, Curtin. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kerry then? <laughs> so what about, I mean, obviously uh, anyone that knows you knows that you're a Fulham fan and you go to Fulham matches quite a lot. Yeah. Now, you're, you're stuck in a, a building with, like, I don't know how many thousands Fulham get. 5,000? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> what is it, 15, 20,000 or whatever, 30,000? Surely you get seen at those, or is it now just, oh, yeah, that's that's Charlie? Yeah, it was to begin with, and people lost interest now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you still go in as a regular fan, or have they let you have your own? No, level? regular, yeah, regular. I go to all the, the away games, so you're just in with everyone else. But it's great. It's good fun. I remember seeing... Nasty Nick at Fulham. <gasps> He's a Fulham fan. Oh my god! This was god. years ago, and he had like a cap and glasses. He really didn't want to be seen by anyone. Yeah, I'm not bloody surprised. <laughs> He's known as Nasty Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the clues in the name. Uh, yeah, what a legend! Oh um, my god! So, so it doesn't affect your. Uh, what about your fishing as well? Do you ever get? Like, oh, you... the other day. What when you were fishing, and with mum. Oh, that was weird. That was really weird. So we went, yeah, me, mum and dad went to, down to Cornwall a few weeks ago and um, just a tiny place in uh, Cornwall was a hamlet of like two houses and a little creek. And I was just fishing in that in, during the evening when it was dark. I took a sort of Instagram video on my phone and put, uploaded it and literally half an hour later, I heard these sort of voices in the dark. <laughs> I was fucking shitting myself. And then um and then sort of mum came out and then started talking to these people, you know what she's like. <laughs> Loud mouth. And then and then these quick sort of kids had come down, seen my Instagram, recognised it, and yeah, came down to say hello. But the guy apparently had never seen this country, but his mate had seen my Instagram and just told him to come down and get a photo. So, <laughs> this is so strange and then we ended up talking for about 45 minutes the funniest thing though it was one of them wasn't one of them smoking a massive biff and then mum <laughs> mum started getting mum was completely oblivious and was saying oh earlier on Charlie did we smell somebody smoking what's it called marriage one yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. it such a surreal 45 minutes yeah. oh my goodness Oh, but it follows God. you everywhere. It's the thing you've got, I suppose, you just have to get used to now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's... It's amazing. We absolutely, every person that has stopped us, yeah. it's just, it's so lovely to hear what people's favourite lines are. and Yeah. Because um, it took so long, you know, there's times we never thought it would happen. So, you know, to get any sort of feedback, it's just great. Yeah. Mm. So moving away from this country, you know, you've both been pretty busy with other stuff. Um, you mentioned just a second ago Avenue 5. Avenue 5. So how did you get involved with that? Because I'd done David Copperfield and... Out in theatres now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we'd, um, 
we, t we, we were approached by Armando to write an episode of Avenue 5 before David Copperfield. So it was the other way around. Um, so we wrote an episode for it and then he said, do you want to be a character in it? And it was just the best fun. Anything that I do with Armando is just brilliant. There's just so much fun on set and brilliant scenes. Um, well, great. Uh, we Hugh, Hugh Laurie and I get to sort of improv quite a lot on set and it was brilliant. And mm. um, I, I won't reveal what happens, but... Um, yeah, I you have to you have to watch this. What happens to my character? My character's really annoying. Right. But what happens? She gets her comeuppance in the end. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> okay. We, we, should we be watched watching. the first episode. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh no, there's Daisy. Uh, <laughs> you just said something at the start. Oh, so, I was tiny second in that bit. Yeah, yeah. So where was that filmed? That was filmed in, in space. Really. <laughs> yeah. space. In Pinewoods, was it? Yeah, it was. Where's Harry Potter? Oh, where's the Harry Potter? Was, uh, so filming there but it was terrible because uh i don't know if you saw in the papers but it's an eight million pound set and the whole thing caught on fire so somebody well, rumor is somebody had left a camera battery on charge like this set i mean mm. is unbelievable mm. it's the most expensive comedy ever made isn't it yeah, it's, it's, it's just insane. Somebody just had, behind this country, no. or just ahead of this country. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has yeah left a camera battery, and the whole thing just oh went up. God. So a lot of they had to scrabble around trying to like film scenes in Heathrow and near the end because it was they didn't have a set. I mean it, and I mean hats off to Armando and the rest of the writing team having to kind of write. Around not having a set, which is like oh crazy, last minute, amazing. Somebody got fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, did you get to hang out with a lot of the stuff? Because it's quite a star-studded uh, show, isn't it? Do you get to hang out with a lot of the stuff, or was it quite sort of just getting there, do the work, and go? No, back? it was that. It was really uh, inclusive. Everybody, it was like a sort of big family. But I was, I, mean, I tell you, the most starstruck I've been was with Josh Gad who um, also plays Olaf in Frozen. Mm. So my daughter, meeting him, he said, right, close your eyes, when he met Pitt, and he did the voice of Olaf and was saying, oh. Olaf gives warm hugs. And oh. she was just looking around like, oh, <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. But yeah, he's, he's such a sweetheart. How sweet is that? And also you've had a foray into serious yeah. drama, the confession. So how was that for you? Yeah, it was good. I, I mean, obviously... So different. Mm. Yeah, I got approached by the director initially. And I wasn't sure if I was going to do it at first. And then I met him and, yeah, really got on and um, sort of talked about the story, about the cast and stuff. And I thought, hell with it, I'll do it. And I, it was so good for me. Not, I haven't done any other acting before, so it was sort of, for me personally, yeah, it was a big hurdle to climb. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it in the end. I mean, it was such a tough, because obviously it's a true mm. story. Yeah. I remember it when it happened, about 2011, 2012. So, yeah, when you play someone that exists and is real, that you feel yeah, a bit of pressure to get it right. Yeah, did you get to meet your real-life counterpart then? No, I was meant to. He couldn't make it, unfortunately, but met all the rest of the family, Elaine and, mm. um, and her kids. And, yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, they were so lovely, but it's sort of the elephant in the room, isn't it, the whole situation? Mm. So, yeah... 
So did you do any research in regards to finding the backstory or did you just go by the script? Yeah, did they, I, did. I mean, there's a, there's a few documentaries that, that came out not long before we started filming. Um, yeah, read up as much as I could, video clips and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's an unbelievable story. Like, the strands, mm. that it's just insane. But I suppose because it happened locally. I mean, you guys yeah. will have remembered. Like, yeah, absolutely. So it was sort of still mm. one of those massive things, isn't and it? And sort of yeah. recent, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have been really proud, though, of his performance. Oh, watching my it. God. Well, at the beginning, I was just waiting for him to come up with a funny curtain line. Mm. And then, it, and, but oh, my God, there was a, the moment in it when he asks to hold her hand. Mm. I, just had, I thought, oh, my God. I, I was paying a student loan off for three years at acting school for what? <laughs> you know, he was amazing. I was so. It's, oh, it's funny when you say that because I remember watching the first episode that I saw you in, mm. and I can't remember what the scene was, but I was waiting for you to give that little look to the camera. Yeah, and, yeah you know, because yeah. you just you're conditioned to think like he's going to say something. Yeah. Like, he's like, so, that's rude, and yeah. just look at the camera <laughs> and just pop. But it was yeah. amazing how quickly because you were so good that you that's not curtain anymore no that's yeah, the character so good. Was well i wasn't so good. i didn't feel a million miles away from this is all still naturalistic and mm. stuff like that and the accent's the same but i mean it was I, it's so different right you've got to stick to the script you can't go offline mm. um offline off page yeah. and, is it quite um, a somber set as well or and, no not really i think people i think it's because it's so heavy. You mm. just need relief in between, and there were times you think, "Oh God, should we be, you know, having, having a good time in between?" But you sort of have to. It sort of keeps you going because it was so heavy. But um, but yeah, it was really technical in the way it was filmed and stuff. So it couldn't have been more different in that respect to this country. But yeah, so glad I did it. Yeah, mm. oh, and I think everybody I've spoken to, I think you were the person that everybody was. I think because oh. they know you as Curtain. Yeah, and it was so different. To that, but there's a few tweets uh, saying, um, well, it's nice to see Mackenzie Crook and um, <laughs> Martin Freeman oh, yeah. reunited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake, does that, does that still piss you off when people no. listen to No, well, you met him, didn't you? you yeah, yeah, you met him, yeah, yeah, the Baptist, yeah, such a nice guy and really supports the show, this country, which is mm. amazing. He always said, he did, there was an interview, but he sort of considers the Tetris. And this country is sort of sister shows, which is so nice. Oh, that's lovely. Um, and what, we just love everything he does. Words of Gummage as well this year was brilliant. Fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was so, so good. good. But he, he is great. There was a point when, during writing third series, where we thought about getting him in, didn't we? We did, really, really did. But it's such a fine line that you don't break the world. And I think mm-hmm. he's just too well known to... Well, it is the thing is that... It's... It must be now that the third series and you've got BAFTAs behind you to get some, what do you want to call it, stunt casting or some famous names in there. Mm-hmm. It must be very tempting to do that because I'm sure that you could do that if you wanted to. You know, if there's certain people that you could say, yeah, do you want to come and have a quick, yeah, we'll do that. But it breaks it out of the, yeah. the character yeah. because the people that you do have as supporting actors aren't people that you particularly know. Well, I mean, in this sense, I'm going to say it because I've no, lifted the lid. No, you can't. <laughs> no, don't. Exclusive. <laughs> so <Yeah>. Exclusive. <laughs> He's, I'll wring your neck as soon as we're outside. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll wait till the mics are switched off. Yeah, we'll wait till the mics are switched off. <laughs> or shall we? No, 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 no. Yes, no, no, you said that. I tell you what, we do have 
This is exclusive. Okay. An A-lister. Yeah. In this series, but they are so heavily disguised, you're not going to be able to recognise who they are. You're going to. It will be interesting. Oh, it'll be like a game of where's well, Wally. There you go. That's yeah. something we can do, and we can ask her. But really we are not revealing, and the person in question doesn't want it revealed either. Really? So. so they're not even in the cast list or anything. No. Oh, wow. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.